Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy you've tuned into the show. Whether you have listened before or you're brand new, I'm so grateful for you. You have no idea. And this episode is brought to you by my Become Aligned course. And podcasts are amazing. And I know that you know that because you guys all listen to them. And I do too. And sometimes they are not necessarily enough because while we're listening, sometimes we're passively listening and we're not actively listening. So the reason that Chris and I, Chris is my husband, the reason we've created this course is because we get asked so many questions outside of the podcast on how we started living the life that we live now, a life of happiness, of abundance, of really understanding that life is always full of problems every single day, but there's always a solution. And how do we shift back into a mindset that's going to keep us happy, keep us together, keep us successful, and keep us in thriving relationships. And that is what 
our Become Aligned course is about. Because we cover everything from mindset to the rituals that we do every single day. We talk about different energy sources that's really going to provide you with lasting energy. We talk about your purpose and what that actually means, what it is, and how it's ever-changing. We're going to tap into your beliefs. We're going to show you how to build a tribe to support where you're going. And we're definitely going to talk about wealth, abundance, money, all of the good things and how to sustain all of this. Because while, like I said, podcasts are absolutely awesome, you don't necessarily sit down and actually write out a plan for yourself. Because as much as I can sit here and tell you on the podcast what we do and how much, how many different people that I can interview, it's important that you actually learn how to apply these things in your own life. So if you've been listening for a while and you are ready to go deep and you really want to get some direct training and be able to dive into your life and yourself and your mindset, this is the course for you. I don't know about you, but I absolutely have points in my life where I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. Sometimes I hit walls where I don't necessarily feel happy anymore and I haven't sat with myself long enough. I haven't really let myself think. I haven't written out how I actually feel. And so many people who took this course said that it was completely life-changing and they revealed a lot of things about themselves, about them li- about their lives, about their relationships that they weren't really looking at or they were avoiding. And it's about having those tough conversations, not only with other people, but really with yourself and knowing that you have the tools and the access to the tools. And we're going to teach you all of the tools that you need, not only to move through things, but to actually thrive on the other side. So you guys, I would love for you to join the Aligned community. It's such a special group of human beings and you get lifetime access. This is nine different modules where you're going to be working through each area of your life at your own pace. So you might need something on abundance. You might need more on you know money. You might need more on your purpose, on your tribe. This is where you can really go deep on exactly what you need and make sure that you're not missing any of your blind spots if you are feeling stuck or if you are wondering how everyone is doing it and how they're managing it all. This is a truly honest course about how to have a thriving life and manage and deal with all of the different problems that do come up in your life and understand that not everyone is going to support you and not everyone is for you and you are not for everyone. And that's okay. It's finding your people. It's forgiving yourself. It's creating a life of abundance and choosing your own purpose and your happiness. So you guys, you can go to becomealigned.com. That's becomealigned.com. And you guys know that because you're listeners, I'm going to give you an awesome deal and an awesome discount. And I cannot wait to see you in that community. And also let me know if you join because it is such an awesome, awesome uh, community. And also I'm really proud of this course. Chris and I poured our heart and our soul into this. Everything that we've done, everything that we've learned, we've invested so much into ourselves that this is everything that we have applied in our lives. And if you want to know how we've done it, we put it all on the table. We've put it all in this course. So if you want to know, go check it out at becomealigned.com. So let's get into the show. If you have fear, you can't really have faith. 
so I learned that unless I'm standing on faith, that I'm living in fear. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the show. And today my guest is Erin Mullins Sanderson, and she is known as Fit Rocker Chick. She's an internationally recognized style influencer, non-toxic beauty junkie, skilled musician, thyroid health advocate, and online personality who has shared the stage with acts like Evanescence, Hailstorm, Candlebox, and Skillet with songs featured on MTV, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Fuse TV, and so much more. As the author of Energy Eats and the creator of She's a Rock Chick Girl Gang, and her highly anticipated new skincare line called Skin. It's her no BS approach to life that has attracted an online reach of over 300,000 people and allowed her the opportunity to help thousands of women gain confidence and become the woman they want to be. So when Erin's not hanging out with her husband and her fur babies and her virtual girl, girl gang, she's probably watching Lord of the Rings, researching a natural alternative for Botox or buying tickets for Aerosmith's upcoming Vegas residency. So she's built her tribe on authenticity and talking about the things that most people won't. And I will tell you guys that we talked so much about figuring out what your passion is, following your dreams. We've talked about confidence. We talked about pivoting into different businesses. We talked about thinking that you need to be in your own lane, except you have so many different parts of you inside of you? How do you go from one thing to the next and really dance in all of the dimensions of your personality and bring those forward? So you guys, I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation. And here we go. Erin, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like I've known you for a long time, but just because of mutual friends, we've never actually met. This is the first time I'm seeing your face, like face to face. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I've known you for a long time. Oh my God, that's awesome. Hopefully it's been good for you. <laughs> it's been great for me. It's been great for me. <laughs> oh, I was just, I was literally just listening to a bunch of your music um, as I was kind of, you know, just learning more about you. Oh my God. I love your voice. Thank you. I love Thank it. Thank you so much. God, I mean, music is so cool. Isn't, isn't it music so cool? cool? I was like, oh, I feel like I'm really getting to know her right now. Um, and that's a whole other thing to talk about because I feel like even the journey to be able to express yourself in that way, especially on social media and in person is, you know, you have to do a lot of work around that just to even be able to let that part of you come out because it's such a vulnerable part. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. I remember the, the, when I first started getting getting solos as a kid. Yeah. Um, 
I would stand up there in front, you know, in front of the stage, in front of the audience and, and I would sing. And my mom, after the, after the, it wasn't really a show, you know, I was like a teenager or whatever, but she would say, I don't know how anything's coming out of your mouth because you're not opening your mouth Uh because, you know, I I wanted the sound to come out, but I didn't want to be vulnerable enough to actually open my mouth. Yeah. like let out. So I really didn't know how big of a voice I had Oh wow! Until, until I was, you know, I found safety and security in locking myself in my mom's vehicle mm-hmm. to like let it out to see what I could do. And then I was like, you know, you just, you gain confidence over the years and, and learn that that's just a gift and you just want to use it. Oh my God. So we could totally go into talking about confidence. But before that, I want to ask, um, did I see that you're from the Midwest? You're from Michigan and I am from South Dakota. Oh, amazing. I was like, wait, she's, so you live in Nashville right now? Yeah. When did you move to Nashville from the Midwest? So as soon as I graduated high school and I might, I add, I barely graduated high school. Same. Yeah. Like (laughs) not my jam. So as soon as I graduated, I barely had enough money to put gas in my car and I'm not even exaggerating. I, drove to Nashville. Mm. I was like, bye. See ya. (laughs) Drove to Nashville, figured out my life. Um, and then on a random trip home to, uh, South Dakota to visit my family, Mm -hmm. I met my husband Mm. and yeah. And then when we got married, we moved back to Tennessee. So I've lived here long, long, long time. Oh, wow. It's been a while. Okay. So what was it? What were some super, uh, transformative moments for you growing up that were, you know, number one, music is such a huge part of your life, obviously. Looks like fitness is a massive part of your life as well and yeah. wellness and yeah. really helping people. You know, when I look at you and everything that's just online, basically from what I was able to learn about you too, is basically like overall wellness and confidence and getting your art out there, whatever your art means, whether it's, you know, just who you were put on the planet to be. So where do you think that that came from growing up? You know, I mean, I agree, first of all, that that's the mission is to just, you know, we're here to remember that we're pure magic Mm -hmm. and that we are pure power and that we have everything that we will ever need already within us. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, discovering music was, I was literally five years old when I sang my very first song. Oh my God, what was it? It was Big City by Merle Haggard. Okay. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Big City by Merle Haggard was my grandpa's song of, at the time. And he loved that song. And so I learned it and I sang it on the, on top of their coffee table, wearing my Burger King pajamas. Yes. And yes, <laughs> it was a moment. <laughs> and I remember feeling like it really brought the family together. You know, we had a really hard upbringing and, uh, you know, a lot of things happened when I was a kid and that was the thing that brought people together. Mm. They forgot you know, I had this ability, I felt like to make people happy and make can you people share happy. about what that, can you share a little bit about what that was? That was maybe the tough part or the division where you felt, because that's a hugely transformative moment as a child, realizing that music brought you together despite yeah. whatever was going on. Yeah. So my family has always been, you know, really, um, we didn't have a lot of money. Mm. Um, my mom got pregnant with me when she was, think she might've been 17, had me when she was 18, kept it a secret, didn't tell anyone she was pregnant until I was there. Oh, surprise. Hi, (laughs) I had a baby today. (laughs) 
So, yeah. So my grandparents and and her brothers and sisters kind of, you know, they took me in. I really, I don't feel like I'm um, a niece to them, to her brothers and sisters. I feel like I'm, I'm one of the siblings Mm. and my grandparents also kind of helped raise me. So um, there was a lot of, of um, not, I wouldn't say strife, but just struggle with Mm -hmm. them, like figuring out what was going on and everything. And, and that was the first time when I sang that song, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm here for a reason. Uh, you know, like I mm-hmm. felt like, Oh, I'm here for a reason. Okay. I, I fit in mm-hmm. and this is how I fit in, you know? And then there are other instances, you know, as you, um, are growing up, you, you realize that you have something within you that mm-hmm. kind of makes you, um, able to, oh, gosh, I don't want to shine your light in a, mm-hmm. in a faster way. Mm. You know what I mean? Able to, people can really feel that energy. Mm. Mm-hmm. And as, as I struggled, you know, with, uh, we grew up in a home with, uh, an alcoholic father and, and then he ended up getting addicted to drugs and then, you know, a whole gamut of trauma and things. Mm-hmm. That was one thing that I could cling to. And whenever I would sing and take stage, it was kind of like the family forgot, mm. you know, mm-hmm. they kind of just forgot about any kind of hard times. And it was this proud moment and it was fun. Mm. Did and, it ever uh, feel like pressure ever? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. And like, when I'm I decided, the glue, I'm the glue, I'm the glue. Right. And when I decided to come off of the road and stop touring, um, I felt like, who am I? Oh, if man, I'm not yeah. doing that, if I'm not doing that, I have defined myself and my family has defined me my entire life mm-hmm. by this one thing. And now who am I if I'm not doing that? Oh my God. Okay. So I want to get back to that, but take me to the moment when the, your music dreams basically started coming true. So you were just singing on a coffee table, but then you were on tour. So what happened in between there? Yeah. You know, I mean, every day of my life, I would go in my room. Like I said, you know, my childhood was not great. So I didn't even feel comfortable in my own home a lot of times. So I would lock myself in my room with my Mm. keyboard and my microphone and I would figure out how to play and I would figure out like what I could do vocally. And I would literally, before people, before like manifesting was a thing or visualizing (laughs) was a thing, I was visualizing and manifesting me singing on big stages Mm. every day. I would, I would, visualize me winning awards and visualize me being on the radio. And those things happened. Um, when I moved to Nashville, I, I really didn't move to Nashville and ever really play mm-hmm. in Nashville. I moved to Nashville and I met people who supported me. Mm. I moved to Nashville and I, I found people who believed in me and were willing to kind of take a risk on me. How did you and, find them? Were you sharing what you wanted or were you sharing your vision or how'd you connect I, with them? it's so random, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so random. It's kind of like, you know, someone who knows someone and that's it. It's just, you know, you're always just like one person away from the person you need to know. And that was it. It was like, I met one friend and one friend introduced me to another person who introduced me to another person. And that was it. I just happened to be at the right place at the right time. I was going to songwriters rounds and and songwriter nights and kind of trying to meet people, but I didn't know what I was doing. I'm the world's worst networker. Like I don't (laughs) even know what I'm doing. I just, but I love that you said, so what I want people to hear right now is that you're like, I'm the world's worst networker yet. You put yourself in the exact places that you needed to be. And I'm sure you said, did you tell them you were a singer and yeah. Songwriter or, yeah. Yeah. That's all yeah. you need like, to do. You know, I, I, I was just honest. I was like, yeah. hi, I love that song you played. You know, that was really great. I'm, I just moved here. I'm a singer songwriter too. Yeah. And we're, you know, we just came to have dinner and to see what was up. Okay. So it's that easy. 
<laughs> like really, I think that's where people get stuck though. That's why I want to yeah. want people to hear that. You're like, I'm not even a good networker. No, but you knew to go. You knew to put yourself in that oh, yeah. environment. You knew to go there yeah. and you knew to be like, Hey, I'm also a singer songwriter. And that's all it takes. Right. I think where yeah. people go wrong is like, well, I'm not going to go in that room because I don't belong there yet. And I'm definitely not going to say that I'm doing that thing because I'm not uh-huh. the best singer yet you know, oh, or whatever right, it looks like. Right. So I love no, that you said that. Just out there, just putting yeah. yourself out there. So huge. I'll say it all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And if you do that, that's, I, I, I pray that people hear that. Like if you do that, you really are going to be at the right place at the right time. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad you said that because all this time I've been like, I'm a terrible networker. <laughs> Turns out I'm great. No, you're doing a lot more than most people. <laughs> I'm like, they're not going to find you at home, honey. They're not going to find you at home on Instagram. <laughs> but, I, but I liked their Instagram posts. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you were connecting with all of like, you were, you know, getting these connections with these people and they just happened to be the right people um, yeah. to do what? Yeah. To help me to um, help me to write better songs, uh, to help me to get the opportunity to, you know, some of it was you go to a songwriter's round, you meet someone who just likes you as a person. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, sing me a song. And if you don't suck, they're like, hey, why don't you come to the next round and come yeah. up and sing a song with me? You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like if you're with the right people, the right people always know that there's room for everyone and mm-hmm. they want everyone, they want everyone to have their moments, everyone yes. to have their chance. And so, you know, the right people give you the right chance to just kind of do, do your thing. And, and in those moments you gain confidence and you're like, wow, I'm here, I'm doing it. Oh my God. You said so many great things there. Um, yeah, the, the right people, there is enough to go around all of the time. And I think that when you have that mindset right away, it's, you're going to find those people. It's when it's like, I always find when I'm like in that place of scarcity or like, oh my God, only one person is going to get this or it's only one chance. It's like, that's, that's the worst mindset ever. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Cause it keeps you also from celebrating other people, right? Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, and I feel like even down to the people who, uh, work on your team, for example, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe they don't want to run a podcast, but what they are allowed to do in their gifting for the podcast allows them to feel proud of that, feel confident mm-hmm. in that, to mm-hmm. use their gifts in that respect. So it's just kind of by asking for help, mm-hmm. you allow people in your life to be able to do things that feel good. For them. For them, yes. yes. Oh yes. my it's God. Not, it's very selfish whenever we think if we ask for help, it's selfish. It's mm-hmm. kind of like when you ask for help, it's selfless. Mm. In, in a lot of respects, because you give someone else the opportunity to do what they're great at. Yes. You know? Like a friend of mine says, whenever I'm, I, I don't, I'm not great at asking for help, I'm getting better, mm-hmm. really getting better at that. Hashtag therapy. But <laughs> uh, my friend says, why don't you ask for people for help? Don't you love it when people ask you for help? And I'm mm. like, yeah, I do. He goes, why would you rob them of that? Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. Makes sense. Oh my God. It's so true because I, like I feel my best when I'm able to add value and help someone. So why in the world that's, and it's truly, it was a huge breakthrough moment for me of like, Oh, this is why people feel like I have walls up is because I never (laughs) ask for help. Like, yeah. Someone told me that once they're like, Oh my God, you're, you have such giant walls up. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like I help so many people, but then I realized I was never letting them in. Like, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's so funny. So that's a beautiful yeah. point. And that's, that's also how, you know, these connections come into your life is if those people, if you would have had your walls up and been like, no, 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 how can I help you? How can I help you? You would, they would have never been able to connect you to the right people to hear what you right. can do. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Ask mm-hmm. for help, people. Mm-hmm. Ask for help. <laughs> so tell me about, okay, so I want to hear about the moments of when those those dreams or those manifestations were actually coming through. So you had pictured yourself on these stages with whomever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I would love to hear who that was that you would picture yourself on stages with. But then the moments where you had like maybe a breakthrough invite to something where you were like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? Or am I enough to do this? Or did that ever even come into your mind? Never, it never, no, I never thought, am I enough to do this? Um, and I never thought, am I good enough to do this? I did think, I wonder if our paths will cross. I, 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 I hope that the opportunity, you know, will happen. Um, I can tell you like, you know, playing shows with Evanescence was amazing Mm -hmm. for like, I, was like, what is happening yeah, right now? How did that what happen? <gasps> uh, they, they were playing in Nashville and they looked up bands, you know, rock and roll bands yeah. in Nashville. Uh, there's, there are, there's a good rock and roll scene in Nashville now, but you know, yeah. back in the day, it was a lot of country. Yep. And so they looked up rock and roll bands and they chose us. And we were like, what the hell is happening? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It was like a serious moment of what the F. Wow. This is so cool. Yeah. Um, another one was when one of our songs got um, chosen to be in Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I yeah. was like, this is surreal. <laughs> what is, this is so surreal. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, just like little moments like that. It's, it's um, weird in the moment to take time to celebrate that because you're mm-hmm. kind of like, I can't even believe. You can't believe that's that, happening. Yeah. It, yeah, I can't even believe that that's happening. So if you could piece it together for people though, because I'm actually seeing like a lot of like your mindset stuff throughout of, of course it's happening to somebody who doesn't have, you know, the disbelief necessarily in themselves or who doesn't mm-hmm. feed that all the time, because of course it's going to happen for someone who is believing they're ready for it. And it really sounds like you believed you were ready. You were probably out there performing and you were out there like putting yeah. your talent on display and not yeah. focusing on oh, I'm not good enough or I can't do this or I can't do that. So where, yeah. where did that confidence come from? Oh gosh, that is a great question. You know, um, as soon as I graduated high school, I started singing on the road. Like yeah. I started, I started touring and, and I've been in two bands Okay, and I'm very loyal <laughs> <laughs> Two bands, and they were amazing. And, you know, my first band um, was what you'd call a quote unquote bar band. Okay. And, um, but I, I hate doing that because there's so much more than that, that, you know, but they really instilled in me a lot of confidence whenever I met them. Yeah. Um, they helped push me out of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. even when I was pissed and I didn't want to do it. Um, they would make me sing songs. I wasn't comfortable singing and, uh, and give, give me a night or two's notice. And that's it. Oh, they wow. would challenge me. They were, when I would wear things that were safe, they would challenge me. They knew that I was more than that. <laughs> yeah. And they would challenge me and I would get mad, you know, and, and they, but they would. And, and I love that so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have so much respect for them and I'm so grateful for them mm-hmm. because they really pushed me. They were a little bit older than me at the time yes. and they had a lot more experience and they saw what I could do before I did. And, um, so I'm grateful to that experience. Um, but I will tell you that I do feel like there was just a knowing inside me that I was meant for something mm-hmm. early, 
I feel like I was just meant for something. And every really hard moment, I clung to that. Mm-hmm. Well, you're here for you're here for something. Just remember that. Even if this isn't working out, you're here for something, mm-hmm. something bigger than you. And um, and I knew I was good at it. Yeah. But I will say, with that came thinking I was bad at everything else. There's always mm-hmm. a flip side, you know. Yeah. Like I always, I knew I was good at it. And so then I thought I wasn't good at anything else for a long time. I thought I can't, I'm not good at anything else because I'm good at this. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this probably became like massive identity. Like who, so did you have moments of like, who am I without this? Or what if this doesn't work? Or what did that look like? Oh, yes. I had, I am, you know, like I said, whenever I decided to stop touring, even Mm -hmm. though it's just like, it's not like the end of music. It's not the end of singing. It's not the end of playing. It's not the end of writing. It's just the end of being like, on a consistent tour. Yes. Even that was enough for me to go, I'm, I'm, everyone's going to hate me. I'm going to disappoint my entire family. My entire family is going to be, you know, so just angry with me. And you know, that I was the one that was supposed to do it. And I accepted all this like faux responsibility, (laughs) you know, like how, what a selfish ass. Like I'm (laughs) I'm supposed to do everything for everyone. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't know really who I was. And I, it was very dark. It was a very dark time. And I felt depressed and disappointed and lost. And then I started to question something I knew was the right decision. I started to think maybe that wasn't the right decision. Even though I I knew clearly within my spirit that that was 100% the right decision. What was I it? To, to decide to stop touring. Okay. Okay. With a hundred percent certainty, my spirit was a hundred percent in agreement. I still had moments of, what if you made the wrong decision? Yes, I didn't realize at the time mm-hmm. that you know, God is a GPS. You mm-hmm. can't mess it up, guys. Like you're, oh, you're going to end up where you need to be, regardless. Like if you're w- wherever you are is where you need to be, learning exactly what you are learning in mm-hmm. this exact moment. But at the time, I didn't realize that. Mm. At the time, I just thought what the F did I just do? Mm-hmm. I was so certain without a shadow of a doubt. What did that and certainty that, feel like when you knew, like what feelings were you feeling when you knew you shouldn't be touring anymore? Um, every time I would go on tour for like the three months leading up to it, I would have just full on in anxiety. I would, I would cry. I was sad out on the road. When I got home, I was happy. So it was mm-hmm. as when I was on stage, I wasn't myself. Uh-huh. When I was on stage, I felt like I'm on stage and these people are here and I'm having to put on this show. And I feel like my insides are like zipped up and like, I'm not allowed to really be myself. Cause if I was myself, I would be on my hands and knees crying on the stage and mm-hmm. people would see that what this tour is doing to me, like mm-hmm. what, being away from my husband for months at a time is doing to me and him and us and like what it's doing to my spirit. It just wasn't, for, it, it wasn't for me. And mm-hmm. I knew that. And uh, I went for one day when we, I got home from this particular stint, I went on a run and then on, it was hot and muggy mm-hmm. and it was disgusting out. It was like July in Nashville. And then it started raining <laughs> and I was just like stopped. And I was like crying in the middle of this run. Mm-hmm. And I stopped and I was like, this is it. Like, life isn't supposed to be like this. Mm. I'm not supposed to feel like I have a hundred pound, you know, weights on my chest every day of my life. Like I can't Mm. get a deep breath. This isn't right. And so I went home and I was praying about it and thinking about it. And I swear to you, I, I just heard a voice that said, 
you've got to come off the road. And it almost knocked me up against the wall. It was like that, that heavy. And I said, I've got to stop touring. Mm. And that was it. That was it. Like when I said it, when I said the thing, I instantly felt free Mm. and I felt light and I felt like I could breathe again. Mm. But also, and I don't think I've ever said this publicly, Also, when I stopped touring, I stopped singing for probably a year and a half. Mm. In in my mind, if I stopped touring, I just gave up my voice. Interesting. And in learning to like get my voice back, mm-hmm. I feel like was relearning and remembering who I am. Like that wow. was my moment to like relearn who I am and to like step into who I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have done that without all that darkness and without all that, you know, mess and heaviness. Oh, this is so beautiful because I this is I I feel like for me this is just such a it's showing how we think we have one modality of feeling like us and being us. And yeah. you know, when I was really learning about all the different things that you did, I loved it because we can come through in so many different things. Like you truly have been able to pivot and to also do a lot of different things, not just like you're a singer, stay in your lane and sing. Like you're like, yes, you're a singer, but how can you get your music out in really creative ways? Which I think is so important right now because we also know, um, you know, and get your music out could mean many different things, right? It could mean, how could you get you out there? How could you actually get your voice out there? Because I think it's really becoming an old school way of thinking that, you know, if we're a singer, we can only sing on the radio and that's going to be our way of being heard. It's like now there's so many unique ways that you can, you know, be singing and be writing songs and be adding music to personal development events, be adding music to like so many unique things that don't have to put you on the road and put you in the same type of lifestyle that you may have yeah. been in. I mean, you're into wellness, you're into um, designing clothing, you're into skincare. Like when did all those things come about? Because for a lot of people, they'd be scared shitless to be like, I'm a singer. What am I doing getting into fitness and sharing about fitness? And now I'm sharing about skincare. Like who's listening? What are they going to think? Like what made you be like all of the things? I'm a human being. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? I'm a human who's into you. a lot of different things. And I, I really felt like for me, especially, you know, staying in that one lane, um, limited me and it, it kept me in a box Yes, you know? and, and everything I wanted was outside of that box, mm. you know, everything I wanted to be able to touch and do and provide and like things I'm really, really great at. I learned I was great at them mm-hmm. through what I went through with not touring anymore. Yes. Like that was my, that was my time to kind of learn like, holy shit, Aaron, you're good at, I can cuss on this, right? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, Aaron, like you're good at, you're good at lots of other things yeah. like, that I never ever would have known about mm. had I stayed in that one lane. And also what I found is that, you know, the things that I struggled with aren't limited to people on a stage, you know, it's, it's everyone, mm. it's every woman who is insecure for whatever reason and doesn't realize that all that insecurity is, is her spirit refusing to get in agreement with whatever lie she's telling herself. Like Ooh. that's what that is. Mm. That's what insecurity is. Your spirit mm. refusing to get in agreement with the lie that you're telling yourself. Mm. And so I just thought, God, you know, I've, I've always loved, I've always been just a little bit vain and love skincare. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I've, I've always 
like hated wearing the same things as other people. Mm. I've wanted to create a clothing line. I've wanted to create a skincare line. I, I, I really care that I feel amazing. And I, I, care that I feel good in my clothes mm-hmm. and I have energy to make it through the day. These are the things that are important to me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I sing. And that's one of my giftings hundred percent, but all these other things, like I can provide a lot of, a lot of value for people in the world by sharing all of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm equal passionate about mm-hmm. all of them. Oh my God. So much of what you just said. I'm so number one, I felt like I was in such a box with fitness. I was like, oh my God, all of the things I want to do are outside of this box. Like while it was great and it was providing a great platform, it was like not allowing me to do so many other things that I wanted to do, but my identity was so there. And just really talking about, yes, you're into skincare. Yes, you're into fashion. I just, we're always in the thing that we're in for a reason. So, you know, you were put on a stage where, yeah, the fashion and your skin and everything and how you looked added to how people were perceiving everything. And it's also adding, it it can add a piece of like like a layer almost of being able to step into an alter ego, like on stage with that. And why why can't we? I always think of that with fitness. I use that in my life now. I'm mm-hmm. like, wait, I was able to put on a costume and step into a complete alter ego. So now I put on a costume, quote unquote, air quotes, you guys, like where sometimes it's, you know, this dress that's going to make me feel better or this hair and makeup that's going to make me feel like, okay, now I can step into my alter ego on the stage where I know some people are like, oh, I'm not into that. And that's totally cool too. But if it helps, try it on. Just try it on. Dude, I could not agree with you more. This is the one thing I tell my community all the time. Mm. Do you think Beyonce wakes up feeling like Beyonce every day? No, no. no. Why do you think she created Sasha Fierce? Mm -hmm. Like that's why that fit rocker chick isn't necessarily me. Right. It's, it's who I step into. Mm -hmm. It's me trying to become her, me trying to become the woman that I'm supposed to be. It's me stepping into that and putting on that alter ego. It's, Mm. it's whatever it is for you. You know, I, I, you got to suit up air quotes again, you got to suit up daily. It really doesn't matter if you feel like it or not. Your feelings are bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's really about like you knowing that you are capable and strong and resilient mm-hmm. and pure magic and putting that on mm-hmm. every day. And then eventually you're going to so feel good. more and more like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell me about, cause I, I love this. It's uh, on your website. I, I saw you have something about like, it, it's that choice to become her. And I've literally used those words so frequently in my head. Like become her, like I can see her. Um, mm-hmm. But a, a lot of people, if they're not able to see her, what, mm-hmm. what would you, what would you tell them? Because I, I do believe with, you know, I've always been a natural manifester, like a natural dreamer, like a natural, mm-hmm. you know, just thinking of all of what I want and who I am and who I want to be. But for some people, they don't see it. Like they haven't actually been mm-hmm they haven't allowed themselves to dream or see that version of themselves. So what would you say is something that they can do to start seeing that or building that or creating it? Yeah. I, I always recommend people start with just today. Mm. If today was your best day, you know, your best day, what would your hair look like? What would your face Mm. look like? What would you wear if today was your best day? Mm. What would you show up to do? You know, who would you hang out with? How would you respond when your husband pisses you off? Mm. You know, if this was your best day and you want to end this day feeling really proud of yourself, Mm. how would, how would you act? Who would you hang out with? What would you do? What would you spend your time doing? Mm. And just that like assessment of one day, you can go, Oh my God, I am not doing that at all. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) That's kind of a tough realization. Yes. 
yeah, you're like, well, I'm a far cry from where I want to be, mm-hmm. but you know, you mm-hmm. can start anytime. Like if it was your best day, are you wearing sweats mm-hmm. or are you wearing, you know, um, leggings, leather leggings, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Are you wearing, are you wearing tennis shoes because you're kicking ass and taking names that day? Or are you dressed up? It's really individual for everyone, but it all starts with just like assessing one day, do you let something slide and you're proud of yourself for, for holding your tongue and practicing kindness instead of just letting the irritations of the day take over? Mm. It's those little things. That's why I know how becoming her for me, I know how she reacts. I know mm. nothing, nothing shakes her. Nothing bothers her because she knows everything's going to work out. Mm. You know, like in any situation, she's the rock. Mm. You know, her friends can come to her and she's calm. And that, that's the me that I'm working towards. But Mm. for me, it definitely started with that daily assessment. Mm. Was I a little bit closer to her today? Oh man, that's such a good exercise. Like really thinking about, um, and, and breaking it down like that. Like how, how does she wake up? Does she say a mantra? Does she meditate? Like that's so much easier than like just trying to piece something together from nothing. (laughs) It really is. Because, you know, for me, it started with, does she sleep in? No, get up. You (laughs) know what I mean? Like, does she, does she sleep in? Does she get up and and pray and meditate? Yes. You know, is she sipping her coffee before other people in the house get up? Yes. Like that's, that's, it it, it is individual for everyone. But for me, it's just those little tiny moments that add up to at the end of the day, you were just a little bit, you're a little bit closer. Oh my God. That's so crazy because I think that I actually, well, I think I live that way without knowing it now, now that I've figured it out. Cause even this morning I asked myself, cause I had a, a soul cycle and a coffee date with a friend where I was not feeling very people, people-y this morning. Yeah. <laughs> I just wasn't ready yeah. to be around people and talk and connect with someone I hadn't seen in a while. And I was like, oh, I could totally cancel. And I was like, I'm not the type of friend that cancels. So I'm not mm. going to, but I, I had to say that out loud. I was like, yeah. I'm not the type of friend that cancels. I'm not going to be the type of friend that cancels because I'm, I yes. want to be there when people know I'm going to be there. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's those, those little moments, man. Yeah. That's it. They're it's huge. not the big one. Yeah. They're it's, huge. It's the, Cause at the end of the day, I would have been like bummed with myself that I canceled. Yeah. And then the self-loathing starts. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm yeah. so good at that. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> so what's something right now that you're working on with being like the next version of you that you're finding is a bit challenging? You're like, oh, maybe you keep slipping back into the old, old version. Uh, you know, for a long time, I uh, got, a, got very little sleep mm. for, for a long time. I thought in order to be successful, which is oh, such yeah. a, it's such a lie. Oh, this yeah, was no. in my box. This I was in my sleeping. box. <laughs> in order to be successful, you have to get up at 5 a.m. Because the, the early bird gets the worm. Because you never hear successful people saying, I don't know why, all the successful people out there who sleep till like nine or whatever, could you please, let's start a sleep revolution. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I always thought the early bird gets the worm. Well, I'm a sleepy person. Mm. And one of my doctor friends um, asked me, hey, how's everything going? This was a couple months ago. So it's fairly new. Hey, how's, how's everything going? I said, it's going great, except I feel like I've been sleeping a lot. Mm. And he said, how, how much is a lot? And I said, like nine hours. And he said, that's not a lot. Get this book. And it's a book called Why We Sleep. And I got it and it freed me from the sleep lie that I was telling myself. <laughs> it's true. And, <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I've, I've been integrating that into my life and, mm. and not sleep shaming myself anymore. Like if I need to sleep till nine, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. 
Um, and so that's something that I'm integrating and, and learning. And I'm, it's a, it's a real situation in my head because I was told I was lazy for yes. uh, in my childhood if I didn't get up at five. And so I'm kind of relearning every day that just because I slept for eight or nine hours does not equate to laziness. And in fact, I'm, I'm not lazy at all. I'm a very hard worker, but also hard work doesn't equate to success either. Smart mm-hmm. work does. So, you know, it's, it's all in my mind and I'm navigating that. I couldn't love that more. I'm an eight to nine hour of sleep every single night, but I I get up at seven, but I go to bed early. So it wouldn't matter. I would wake up later if I went to bed later. So yeah, I'm like a 11 midnight ish Mm -hmm. sleeper. I'm a musician, you know, I'm like, I'm used to staying up late. So no, you know what? I heard Gabby Bernstein say years ago that she sleeps until nine. And I was like, oh my God, I can do it too. Cause I, I heard the same (laughs) thing. There's actually, you know, I actually have some like mentors that are like 5am or bus, like legit. And and they're even like, oh, 4am is even better. Why is that better? I feel like I'm going to die. I really do. I hate people. I'm mean. (laughs) I eat like all I want to do is eat carbs. Like I'm not a, I'm not a good person. Like it's not good. No, getting up at four or five does not get me closer to becoming her. Okay. No. Like it takes me further away. It's true. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you said that. Cause however it works, like I will, I, I always say that to my husband. I'm like, if you know, when we have a baby, I'm like, I am literally going to figure out the sleep thing. Even if I have to hire someone who comes in early in the morning so I can make sure I'm sleeping more. I get that I will be deprived of sleep to some extent, but for the most part, I will work harder to make sure, okay, I can, to make sure I can work smarter and that I can like, yes. sleep, I can still sleep and figure it out. I'm going yes. to figure out my sleep is what I'm saying <laughs> at all times. Cause it's a priority for me. And I will always, I'll figure out what's a priority for me. Yeah, I know. I have a a friend of mine who is wildly successful and she sleeps for like four hours a night. And I'm like, what's your deal, dude? Yeah, some people can. I I would, my body would shut down. Mm -hmm. I would Mm -hmm. wake up wanting to eat rice checks and waffles. (laughs) Not okay. Yeah, no, I think it's so important. So for anyone who's like, oh my God, I feel terrible on less sleep, sleep more. You won't even believe the type of person that you are when you get the right amount of sleep. Like... I'm a freaking powerhouse when I get the right amount of sleep. And when I'm not, I feel like they take my superpowers. I'm like, I am worthless and I hate myself. Yeah. For real. That's (laughs) that's the conversation. Yeah. I was just going to say, whenever I don't get the right amount of sleep, I'm like, I feel dead inside and also like I hate myself. Uh So I need sleep. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of us do. And I think a lot of things could, no, this is a real conversation for me that I have all the time with people. I'm like a lot of, you know, and I, I owned a gym for a long time and I would work with people and I'd be, they could not lose weight. And I'm like, well, you're sleeping five hours. If you would sleep, if you could figure out how to sleep eight hours, your appetite would be so much less. And you would, you know, your body, your hormones would regulate, like our hormones are so out of whack if we're not sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, there's I'm, I guess I'm there's with periods you, in my life. Yeah. All right. So w- sleep, basically. Just get more yeah. sleep. Yeah. <laughs> just, just sleep, guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So tell me about launching um these other businesses. Uh like what did that feel like coming from? Like I don't know your timeline on that. You got home from touring. You know, I'm I'm guessing that was your uh livelihood or creating an income at, at that time and going into what? Like what happened? Yeah. At that time, uh, that was my income. Um, I went into, you know, the health space pretty quickly. I always think that you, it's great to share what you're learning at the time. 
Yeah. At the time I was learning to take care of myself. Yeah. At the time I was learning that I thought I was healthy, but I wasn't, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? At the time I was learning what real self-care looked like mm-hmm. and, you know, the mental side of it, the emotional side of it and, um, how that, how holding on to so much toxic stuff in my, in my mind manifested in my body like what? You know, into sickness. So like, you know, holding on to toxic relationships mm-hmm things that I knew I needed to let go of, like things in my past, beliefs from my past, um, relationships that I was in that just were not good for me, but I felt like I had to stay in it because what would they do? Like feeling like, like I needed- friendships or like business yeah. partnerships or what? Yeah. Like friendships okay. and also business partnerships, mm. you know, like having that conversation of, I'm not going to be on the road anymore. Mm. What does that mean for the people in my band who are used to being on the road? Oh yeah. That must've been felt, tough. It felt like for a second, I took on the responsibility of, well, if I'm not touring, they can't tour, which is not true. You know, oh, but yeah. I told myself that lie for a long time. A lot of people take uh, that on, right? If I'm not doing this yeah. business or if I'm not doing this thing anymore, I might be affecting other people's lives. Yeah. You, you do for a right. moment, for a moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But owning that responsibility long-term, you know, totally negates that yes. they are, you know, capable human beings and it's their life. And if I felt like I needed to live other people's life for them and take care of everyone else, it was, it was exhausting. It was too much. Yes. It was manifesting in my body, uh, uh, in the way of back pain, you know, thyroid issues, weight gain, like, you know, depression and things like that. So I was learning how to navigate those things and, and really take care of myself, mm. not take care of myself as far as abs and glutes, but really take care of Aaron. Mm-hmm. Like take care of me as a whole person. And I had not done that ever. Um, mm-hmm. So I was kind of learning to navigate that. So I went into the health space. And then from there, I realized that what I'm most passionate about is helping women to become who they're supposed to be mm-hmm. and to really call out the bullshit that women tell themselves and to help them step into who they already are and and to help them own that. And that explain to them by living it, that they don't need anyone's permission to be who they already are. Like you don't need that stamp of approval. Like you can give that to yourself. Mm. And so that's when I created, she's a rock chick girl gang, you know, and, and I, I uh, always say that the essence of a rock chick is life on her terms, mm. your life, your health, your happiness, your passion, your purpose, that's on you. Like that's mm-hmm. your responsibility. And you can rock all of that. Like you can do all of that. And you don't need anyone else's approval to do it. And now I feel like that's my life's mission is, mm-hmm. is to help women to do that. Oh man. So what do you think is, you know, cause you, you said right there, like it's, you know, all these bullshit lies that we tell ourselves. What do, what do you think those main things, what do you find that they are? Cause a lot of times there's like a through line. Mm. We can kind of like hear the same thing just with a different story. What do you think those are that we, those lies that we tell ourselves that you have to free yourself of before you can actually step into even figuring out who your version of her is? That you're not enough as you are. Like, I don't think people understand that the same God that created the ocean, the trees, the skies, the animals, thought that the world needed you here Mm -hmm. too, right now, in this exact moment. Like, if you could just grasp that, that you're Mm -hmm. here, like, you are here for a reason, right now for a reason. Mm -hmm. I think you would let go of the not enough. You know, but that's, that's the thing. People just think that they're, they're not okay. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not okay. The way I am, my quirks, my weirdness, my tendencies, you know, that's not okay. I think they're your secret sauce. Mm-hmm. 
whatever's mm-hmm. weird about you, let's talk about that. Yeah, you know I, mean? I couldn't <laughs> agree more. I like, couldn't agree I more. cannot stand it when people want to be the same or blend in. I'm like, come on, you're quirky. You, you've got little weird tendencies, you know, like stop thinking something's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. They're not flaws. They're, they're not flaws. They're, they're what's really unique and magical about you. What happens if we don't, if we don't start, you know, accepting that? What happens if we live in a box? What happens if we feel we have to carry everyone else? What happens if we live in that lie of, yeah, but if I stop doing this, they're not going to love me. They're going to be mad. Um, you know, our life is going to fall apart. We're not going to have money. Um, I'm going to, you know, the, the kids will starve. Like (laughs) all of the things we tell ourselves that keep us in that same position. What happens if we keep living that lie? You never get to love yourself. Mm. That's it. You never, you never get to love yourself and, and your spirit truly never gets to live. Mm. And that's sad. Mm -hmm. That's really sad. Like if you would actually, if people would actually like step into who they are and really truly love themselves, all the weirdness, all the quirks, all the tendencies, all the, all the little, little idiosyncrasies that we all have, they would learn to love those things. Mm-hmm. Everything else falls into place. I swear it. Mm-hmm. Everything else it falls does. into place. You'll be open enough to abundance because you won't be in that place of resistance that money can flow mm-hmm. and success can flow and happiness can flow and you can create confidence in your life once you do those things. So how does that look on the, you know, cause I, I hear a lot of people say this to me a lot. Like I know people talk about worthiness and they talk about loving themselves, but they don't actually know how to integrate that on a day-to-day basis. So wake up, alarm clock, thoughts, go off. I hate myself. I hate my life. Like, how do we start from the second? How do we start believing we're worthy? Because you can hear it all day long, but how does it actually integrate into the day-to-day when you have an environment that sucks ass around you still? Yes. (laughs) Let's talk about this. I'm excited. Okay. So first things first, there is a little formula. I can't remember what it's called. Um, I learned this a while ago from a lady named Dr. Dr. Shannon Irvin. Awesome. And this is the process that I use. So you wake up every day and it's like, oh my God, I'm stupid. I'm ugly. I'm fat. This is, you know, why am I here? I'm failure. Nobody mm-hmm. likes me. Nobody loves me. I hate myself, whatever. The whole thing. You want to write those down and say those out loud. Mm-hmm. Write those down on a piece of paper, get them out. Write them in, I always write them in a row. I still do this to this day. Write out any negative thoughts. And it's first thing in the morning, write out any negative thoughts that come up. I will say when I started this, I had about 25 negative things that came up and now yeah. I have like two to three, Ooh, you know, awesome. it takes 67 days, 67 days consistently. So you write down those things, you say it out loud. Then you say them out loud in your mind to the person that you love and adore the most. So to mm. me, like I, I said them to my five-year-old niece, Claire, mm. I looked at her in my mind and I said, you are stupid. You're a failure. You are the, you, all the things that come to mm. your mind. God, and I was crying. dying, yeah. I was dying inside, uh-huh. dying. And what that is, is it's, it's, it's mirroring back to you how you actually are making yourself feel uh, when you do that. Yeah. That's all it is. But mirror, mirroring back. Then right next to what you believe in, what you, the lies that you're telling yourself, you write what you want to be true. Mm. So I said to Claire, I said to her, you are pure magic. Mm. You are brilliant. 
Your existence is breathtaking in every possible way. People feel amazing being around you. You're gifted. And you say it and you write it out for 67 Mm -hmm. days. And what that does is in the brain, after 25 days, I think, the negative thoughts and the positive thoughts are equal. Mm -hmm. But after 67, the negative thoughts go away. Your brain is like, okay, this is what she wants us to believe now. Because in your brain, you've just been repeating I'm a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I hate myself. I, you know, I'm depressed. I'm anxious. I'm all these things. And so your brain goes, okay, this is what she wants to believe. Mm. But after 67 days, your brain's like, oh, she's setting a new pattern. So this is what she wants us to believe now. Mm. So every single morning now I get up and even if I have no negative beliefs, I write out what I believe about myself, that I am awesome, that I am gifted, that I'm brilliant, that people loved me love me, that I am adored, that I love myself, mm-hmm. that I love my body the way it is, you know, and, and those things I write out and I say them out loud. Mm. So you write them every day, like in a new pe- on a new piece of paper, even if yesterday yeah. was the same, you can't just go back to yesterday and like no. yesterday. No. Okay. And I write them on this little piece of paper that says kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> do you do it during your coffee or what? Like right away? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wake up. I get my coffee, I do my meditation and my prayer time, and then I go right to this immediately. Okay. How do you, does your phone ever sneak in in the morning? Or no. do you ever, no, not not anymore. You're just like, I, I, I keep know. I keep it in the kitchen. I don't sleep with it in my room. I keep it in the kitchen until I'm done with my coffee and Bible time and mm. my affirmations. I don't check my phone. Otherwise what? You're anxious. What happens? I run the risk of someone really pissing me off and ruining my group. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Oh my god! Oh my god! I, I'm really good with it. Sometimes my husband isn't like he'll if he sees something he can grab it. Sometimes and I'm like, but it affects me. I'm like, get that yeah. thing away from me because if you're affected, then I'm affected, and this is my morning. Yes. 100%. Like my husband will like to scroll his phone at night. I'm like, I'm laying here too. Yeah. I feel it. it I can feel it. Oh, I can feel it too. Yes. I'm like, I hate it. I feel like it's like this horrible energy. I feel like people are like waiting in line to either ask a question or tell me something negative. Oh my God. That is exactly how it feels. It's exactly how it feels. Yeah. Get these people out of here. Yeah. I'm like, this is inappropriate. People are in my bedroom. Yeah, exactly. Get them out of here. Exactly. So, oh so my God. So I just important. sleep with it in the kitchen. And if I happen to glance at it, like I don't even, I, I don't even go on that side of the kitchen anymore yeah. because when I would happen to glance at it, I'd be like, you're ruining my day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Already. I so know. I just, like even looking at, it, I feel like my phone is looking at me. Sometimes I have to cover it, physically cover it up. I turn um, it over. Like, like it's social media is so powerful and amazing. And I freaking love it. And I also equally need massive boundaries with it. I mean, it is, it's like, different. It's, it's, it's like having different people in your life. You need to have boundaries around them. They can be amazing, but they're not going to be in your life every single second. And that's what we yeah. do with our phones. It's like access at all times from all people. No way. Nobody should have that. Especially if you are, if you recharge uh, away from people and you're a bit introverted, yeah. like it's really important to have that like complete alone time, which means no phone by you. Definitely. And if you have anxiety, yes. if you have anxiety, put the phone down, like uh-huh. put the phone away, put in some binaural beats, mm-hmm. <laughs> do your meditation, like the phone, mm-mm, that's not, it's not good for anxiousness. No, it's, it's huge for me. I have to, I really have to control it. Um, okay. So then you went into, um, you know, you, you have skincare, you have some other businesses. What was that? I want to know just the beginning of 
like launching something that you're not sure of because that's pretty much everyone. They want to do something different or they want to step into their dream, but you've never been here before. So, so many people, I, I literally just put up a Q&A that was, you know, and I see all of these questions and a lot of them say things like, how do I know where to begin when I don't have anyone in my life who can help guide me? I mean, I just want to really answer Google, but you know. <laughs> did you try Googling it first? I know, but really, where where do, where did you start? Yeah, you know, I always start with what I'm learning at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think everyone who's a part of any of my programs or has my products or anything like that, um, I'm only just like four or five steps ahead of them. Yeah, um, love that. And I, 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 I think that keeps me current. I think it keeps me relevant and also keeps me really in it and in mm. my passion and in my purpose with them. Mm. Um, I think it's very limiting as people, as entrepreneurs, as humans to limit yourself to being one thing Yes, and being good at one thing. And I've given myself permission to be good at a lot of things and to evolve into whatever my spirit wants to create and whatever vision I have for myself. Mm. I have a very, very, very clear vision for myself and my life. And I just go towards that. And sometimes it is scary as shit. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, creating the She's a Rock Chick Girl Gang was... I stood up in front of my mastermind group and I was like, hi, um, I have this idea. It seems Mm -hmm. like it's just really too easy because I just don't even know. And what do you think? And it was like unanimous. What the hell? Why haven't you done it already? And I was like, I don't know. Good talk. (laughs) Thank you. and then in, with creating um, skin, my non-toxic skincare line, you know, that was something I asked my community if they would be interested in. And it was a unanimous yes, mm. you know, so I felt supported. However, physical products are significantly different than in anything online. Yeah. And I've never done that before. Um, and it was a, what, what are we doing? What if this doesn't work? What are, what are, what am I, do, what am I yeah. doing? I'm a musician. Why am I making skincare? Like I am not a dermatologist. What am I thinking? Yeah. You know, it was all of, all of that. Yeah. Um, just because you're creating something and you're creating something amazing doesn't mean you're always in every single moment going to be very assured of what you're doing. Yes. You know, you just have to stand in faith and hold tight to your vision Ugh, and, yeah. and know that everything is going to work out. And, and I will say that most of my life, everything just fell into place pretty naturally. But with She's a Rock Chick and with skin, I very much had to stand firm in faith. Mm. And if you if you have fear, you can't really have faith. So I learned that unless I'm standing on faith, that I'm living in fear. Mm-hmm. So these are the two, these are the two businesses that I really decided I was just gonna hold tight to my vision feel the fear and hold tight to my vision and feel the fear and not make decisions based in fear, but make decisions based in faith and just keep moving forward. And I've done that. And it's been freaking amazing. Mm. Um, skin, skin, our first launch of it sold out in 30 minutes. Wow. I know. It, I was on a chair in the sky whenever that happened. <laughs> and I landed and I was like, I don't even know. Wow, that's amazing! But we, yeah, but we stood, we stood in faith, right. and we trusted that this was going to this is this is part of my vision, mm-hmm. you know. And how could it not work out because it's part of my vision? So, and that's what you have to say. Like some people might be like, "Oh, wow, how can it, that?" Literally, has to be like the mantra. 
Like yeah. this is part of my vision. So how can it not work yeah. out? Um, yes. and, and then also even going a step further, I feel like fine. I'm, I'm in this exact place of creating an actual physical product right now where I'm just like yesterday, I had the feelings of pure excitement, utter bliss, like absolute, like, yes, this is what I'm, this is exactly the thing. And then at night I was like, this is terrible. This is the worst idea. I can't do this. I'm going to lose so much money and I'm going to lose other people's money like in the same day. And I, at that night I was like, what am I doing? Like, I cannot talk like this. I cannot. So, so when you say, um, what you just said that should become my mantra, which I just forgot, Um, (laughs) but just, Oh, if it's a part of my, if this is a part of my vision, it's going to work out. And, you know, sometimes I have to take that a step further that if it, even if it doesn't work out and how I think it's supposed to, it was still part of the vision, bringing me to the bigger, the next better, the next best lesson. vision. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. If it doesn't work out, something better is coming, but you're spot on. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah. It's like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Oh my God. What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. So, yeah. so it's right just a constant you. battle of getting your head back in the game. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh my God. I could talk to you all day, but um, we're going to wrap up here because you know it's that time. (laughs) I would love to know if there's anything just on your heart that you want people to know that we haven't maybe yet covered. Yeah. You know, I think that the one thing that holds a lot of women back is confidence Mm. and and, and that thinking that when when I'm confident, you know, then Mm. you'll, you'll do the thing. When you lose weight, then I'll be confident and then I'll do the thing. When I, you know, have this much money, then I'll feel good about myself and then I'll do the thing. You got to do the thing. That's ass backwards. Yes. Doing the thing, doing the thing is what creates the confidence and therefore it creates the life that you want. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's you, who you become in order to do the things you need to do to have the things you need to have. So confidence will never come for you. Mm-hmm. Wishing and hoping, wishing, wishing and hoping for it is it going to make it come for you? It's not coming for you. Okay. <laughs> like it's not happening. It's not. not no, it, confidence is not coming for you. You oh. create that in every moment, in every second, in every minute, in every day of your life. When you decide that you are going to appreciate who you are in this very moment and what you're capable of and do the thing. Mm. That's it. Confidence is like, it's a flow. Confidence mm. is a flow of you appreciating who you are. Mm. Just play that on repeat. Just loop that and play it on repeat. Yeah. Because it's just the truth. Like no matter how yeah. much we want to feel good, oh my God, you you totally nailed it. No matter how much we want to feel good, it's just not going to happen until afterward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, quite a few times. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe <exactly>. years. <laughs> but you know you can do it. And in my case, years. Yeah. Yes. In my case, <laughs> several years. Um, I love that. So what's um what's most exciting for you right now? Most exciting for me right now is my She's a Rock Chick girl gang. Mm. Like the spreading the message to women and and She's a Rock Chick is is I have just the most grand vision mm. for this girl gang and for these women and for them to just take the stage in their own life mm. and for them to allow a spotlight to be shined on them mm. and their awesomeness and uh yeah that's my passion project right now. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Uh, and I love that you incorporate all of your things with it. Music and every everything that you do, just pull that yeah. all in in your life experiences. Um, yeah. So where can we find you? Where can we follow you? All the fun things. Okay. I am at Fit Rocker Chick on Instagram. And then you can go to my website, which is just fitrockerchick.com. Okay. Amazing. And I always end on one last question. Are you ready? 
Yeah. Okay. So you are in passing with a stranger and it's only like 30 seconds. It's on the sidewalk or it's in an elevator or whatever it is, but it's literally only 30 seconds. And they look at you and they ask you, how can I make myself happy? What do you say? I'll say you're already happy. Mm. Just remember who you already are. Mm. You're pure magic. Mm. So beautiful. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. I'm so grateful for you. And thank you. Oh, I loved it. I, whenever I can talk to like a, a creative out in the world, I'm like so obsessed. <laughs> so, you guys, if you loved this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it with your friends, text them right now. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community. And everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, Not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody going to be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Want to know a huge secret to my success? 
Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our lives. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it's just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com.